Hello, grace and peace. We're taking Anarchy to Church here on the Anarchist Bible Study. I'm Josh, a.k.a. IOA and Cap, and I will soon be joined by Jeff Park, a.k.a. something. I don't know. I'm tired. <sighs> anyway, we're finishing up our conversation on uh, the wimpy Jesus uh, that we started two episodes ago. And uh, if you want to catch up on that, it's right. No, here I tried to guess and I went wrong. It's right here. This is where you can click. Click right here. And you can get caught up on both of those videos. And, uh, yeah. So for now, we're just going to get back into it. And, of course, all, as always, make sure you like, subscribe, follow, rate, share, call your cousin and tell them about our show. And if you think that we are worth it or if you've got, you know, some... some uh, I don't know, some birthday money burning a hole in your pocket. You can go to buymeacoffee.com slash flyover and uh, waste some of it. I mean, invest some of it in our show. Thank you so much for uh, watching. Uh, let's get into it. Yeah. Um, well, and. So. Look. Uh, I okay, so I think um, I think the classic. Um, well, I actually I don't know if it I I, I don't know if 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 this was I, I I don't remember if this was one of those classic Spurgeon sayings, um, but I'll give a I'll give a shout out. I don't remember his real name off the top of my head, but I'll uh, I'll give it a shout out to Ref Tunes, um, who makes the uh, makes the cartoons, uh, draws the draws the cartoons of. Spurgeon and Luther and um, uh, and Sproul and uh, and uh, and uh, uh, he's mostly on Facebook and uh, I, I think he's I think he's really popularized the saying I um, I feel like I, I I see it a lot now um, largely because because it's one of his favorite sayings from Spurgeon that he brings out um, he says if uh, it, but this is this is a Spurgeon quote. He says, "If there is any verse that you would like left out of the Bible, that is the verse that ought to stick to you like a blister until you really attend to its teaching." Um, and and I and I think I think that's the that's that's kind of what we're talking about, where the, there's this real difference between. Um, between reading the text um, and 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 even to some extent understanding the text and truly standing under the text, <laughs> letting letting the text uh, master you and um and not letting yourself not giving your giving yourself the escape of weaseling out of a a teaching or a or a uh or a narrative section or a or a uh, a vignette in scripture that doesn't fit well with what you'd like to be taking from the scriptures like we've we, so so we've got to be careful and we talk about this we talk about this all the time 
with our libertarianism where we say we can't just act like Romans 13 isn't there. Yeah. Or like, mm-hmm. or like, well, there's lots of interpretations of Romans 13 and they're all valid. Is no, 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 no. <laughs> or, or that uh, Mark 15, Matthew 22, mm-hmm. um, render under Caesar, um, that we just sort of pretend that's not there, first Peter three or so on. Um, that that we've we've got to be careful to speak about Samuelate, uh, first Samuelate, um, uh, speak about uh, um, speak about Revelation 13, speak about Hosea 9, speak about um, all the passages that that uh, that we would bring out, speak about those with the knowledge that Romans 13 and 1 Peter 3 and, and <laughs> Mark 15 and Matthew 22, um, that those all exist. <laughs> and, um, and, and so the same thing with tough versus tender Jesus. Yeah. So that, so then, so then you and I have to be careful um, that um, that we don't we don't read tender Jesus out of our Bible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah. But then we have we have the countercultural position <laughs> where yeah. the much more overwhelming position is to read tough Jesus out of your Bible. Right. Um, and, and, and not be reading Matthew five as if Matthew 23 is in the same book or, and, and frankly, so that's an even stronger argument because it's in the same book because it's the same author using the same words, the same way, building the same argument, <laughs> telling the same story that has both. Um, and, and so, that should be even more weighty. But ultimately this, the, the miracle of the incarnation means that this Jesus, um, gentle and lowly, meek and mild in the stable is the person who hung the universe in place. Mm -hmm. The person who said the person who, um, the person who sits in the heavens and laughs, in Psalm two, um, uh, the person who makes you perish in the way if you don't kiss the sun at the end of Psalm two, yeah. um, the um, the the person thigh deep in in a valley of his enemies' blood in Revelation that this is the same Lord of glory who we crucified. Um, And, and so that Exodus six, four is Jesus speaking every bit as much as Matthew five, four is 
and um and and so don't settle for a truncated Jesus where where you're you're reading out the tender or you're reading out the tough from the gospels, but don't settle for a truncated Jesus where you can imagine a Jesus who doesn't pour out uh, break the firmaments and bring down judgment in the flood. That's the same God. Yeah, and it's also never going to be as simple as, uh, as I sometimes hear of like, you know, he's really gentle with the the powerless and the marginalized and he's tough and by the the and, powerful and by the way like as if as if the pharisees were powerful right right the pharisees were the people excluded from um and 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 he's tough with a samaritan woman mm-hmm. who the only two things we know about her I means she's got two strikes against her <laughs> um, we know she's samaritan and a woman like um and and so uh and and but but even if and and that pattern certainly holds um and uh and and it's even a pattern that for instance luke is interested in pointing out so so it's not it's not like it's not there um but in what universe are Bubba's at a NASCAR race, the powerful, and the New York Times editorial board are the marginalized. We we so 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 many who who want to use that paradigm to talk about who we should. It's th- that's that's why that can't be. These things have to be rooted in fundamental universal truths. They can't just be relative to who's on top at a given time because you don't know the the problem um, the problem with not having equal scales the problem with not favoring the poor the, the problem with favoring the poor in his lawsuit which Exodus explicitly condemns, um, the um, uh, is is not just not just that it's um, perverting the justice um, that we've been given to keep, but it's impossible once you buy into a system like that. It's impossible to. Um, keep a biblical, which is to say a real, <laughs> a rooted in reality view on who the marginalized are, uh, who the powerful are. And <sighs> look, Jesus did humble himself and take on the the form of a slave of a of a of a marginal person 
that that does not mean that Jesus was ever powerless. <laughs> um, that um, Jesus, in every moment of his life on earth, retained all the powers due to his divinity, um, power over life and death itself. Um, and, and, and the power over the judgment that comes after life and death itself. <laughs> um, and he, he, he was never, he was never in reality powerless. So, so, so even Jesus doesn't meet the standard <laughs> if, if we're, if we're talking about, if we're talking about real powerlessness, real, and, and by the way, neither do we, because we're going to reign with them. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. so there is, there is no Christian who is ultimately powerless, which is yeah. actually what Paul tells you when he says, don't go to the secular yeah. courts. He's saying, don't you know that you're going to rule the world? Yes. <laughs> and, and so, so he's, um, uh, so in an ultimate sense, no, um, uh, no Christian is, is actually, uh, is actually powerless. And, um, but then in, in the veil of tears <laughs> that, that we're in now, um, because, um, Woe to you, land and sea, uh, uh, for uh, for the beast raged all the more fiercely, knowing that his time was short. <laughs> um, that uh, that we are in the 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 ragings and um, and the and the plottings of um of satan through the nations um against the lord and his anointed um and we do not yet hear the laughter <laughs> um, that is peeling out from heaven on the worthlessness of that so yeah. that 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 we only get to see the raging um and that we only experience that so then um um so then in the in the meantime, it is it um for thy sake are we killed all the day long, is that um is that uh Christians are going to frequently find ourselves in the marginalized position. So Christians should be expecting so Christians should be expecting other Christians to be persecuted. Christians should be expected other Christians for the sake of the name to be being killed all the day long. Um, Christians, um, uh, Christians should be um, expecting the, the devouring of our houses um, that, that will leave um, brother and lands and, and, um, and, um, and so that should be that should be the expectation of our current of our current experience on the earth. So 
So for, I, I just, I don't understand it when I see um, evangelical thought leaders writing as if Christians are the ones with political power, as if Christians are the ones that are empowered in this time and place. Um, and, and, and that, um, uh, and that we have to, um, we have to be careful, um, not to, not to, uh, um, cause harm with all the, the massive amount of power that we're flinging about. And by the by, like, you don't have to convince me <laughs> that, that, um, we shouldn't you if if Christians do have political power that we shouldn't use it to oppress people. I'm a libertarian, um, <laughs> but um, uh, but what you uh, um, but if if by that we mean that that uh, um, Christians shouldn't try to preserve preserve our society to keep it from collapsing on itself um, and that we shouldn't at times do that in a in a tough and in a um, and in a dare I say prophetic <laughs> way where we are um, where where we are speaking forcefully and and dismissively <laughs> forcefully and rudely even um to uh the destroyers who are trying um uh who are um uh who are who are trying to see the the foundations be sifted out from under underneath um our society that um that if the idea is that we that we should not um where possible engage in such a way to prevent that in love to stand mm -hmm. to to because that that is what that is what the prophets and what the true leaders and what and and that is how the prophets end up despised it's not it's not because they said god loves you and everything's going to be all right the prophets were despised because they told their cult culture um exactly where things were headed they did so with boldness and and sometimes even with a, a serrated edge to, to borrow the, the Wilson uh, book. <laughs> and so, some, sometimes, um, uh, sometimes with, with quite a sharp tongue. Um, and, and that's why the prophets all were murdered. <laughs> and that's why, the, that's why the prophets were despised. It's, um, but they were, they were, they were serving God. And they were being loving. They were being loving.
by not letting the foundations fall away out from under their generation that yeah. that and, and and um and so yeah like um i've been talking for a while now but um but <laughs> but uh the it it is um it, it is just it's such a blinkered view of the scriptures where um where uh, where people can um read the minor prophets and see hey look they were very interested in justice and go and that's why we should never offend anyone wait it's, Wait, what? <laughs> That's not what any of them did. Like, um, and and um, and so, uh, yeah. I, I guess we're we're just we're calling for that that toda scriptura approach. Like, we've got to see the whole. We've got to see the whole story. We've got to. Um. Um. We we've. Um, we've got to be um, be eager to let the um, passages of scripture that chafe against the assumption of our day and age to have their full force and to and to chafe fully. Which, by the way, all these people so high and mighty. Um, uh, Talking about how well, you know, Christians uh, in the 19th century they shield for slavery. Yeah, it's the kind of Christians that wouldn't let the passages of script passages of scripture that chafed against their culture were the ones shielding for slavery. Yep. So, so if if yep. if you if if you have nothing that you're willing to say that is as shocking and and um, uh, subversive and hateful to your generation as saying, Um, you cannot engage in man stealing. <laughs> um, you, if if you want to be an elder in this church, you cannot be greedy for dishonest gain, and profiting off of uh, profiting uh, profiting off of slave labor is dishonest gain. Mm -hmm. Therefore, you are disqualified from being an elder if you own slaves. <laughs> if 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 you aren't willing to say something as as shocking and subversive as that to, about our generation, because because we are the same kind of generation that killed the prophets. <laughs> you better believe it. Um, it, it um, if you're not willing to say something just as shocking and subversive to our generation, then you wouldn't have said it. You wouldn't have been an abolitionist. Yeah. You wouldn't have said it then either. So the yeah. it, it it 
it irritates me to no end these people taking the perfectly safe uh virtue signaling position now against slavery and 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 um and and saying that that their their sharp-tongued prophetic opponents today are somehow on the side on the side of the slavers you got it the wrong way round bud <laughs> that's not how it works <laughs> you you um I, uh, you think, you think the people, um, you, 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 you think the, you think the abolition, abolitionists of their day were worried about, and, and that, and that's, and that's the thing is like, so it's one thing if I do think that there's a balance, I do think, I do think that there there is both tenderness and toughness. I do think that there is, um, I, I do think that it's, it's possible to say, I think it's possible to critique us and to say that we're being, that we are being too tough, that we are being, but, um, but because that is such a one-way ratchet, yeah. because the criticism only comes from one direction, yeah. um, uh, because it is considered completely out of line to say, you know, given the opportunity that name your celebrity pastor, name your name your TGC blogger, <laughs> um, given the opportunity that they had in this in this particular circumstance, I I wonder if they missed a chance to be more provocative and more offensive on this subject, and therefore. And therefore missed their opportunity to have a prophetic witness on this point. That seems that's only us, that's only us mean guys making points like that. It it doesn't, it doesn't it, it so so I'm willing to accept corrections in the other direction, but it it's um it it seems like it seems like uh I, I'm I'm concerned about a a situation where we're the only ones willing to accept correction <laughs> and and the other side is not willing to accept correction and so that it can only keep moving in the pansified direction and we never and 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 we and we can never we can never actually get to a a balanced and god honoring approach if if it's if it's always this one-way ratchet. Absolutely. And, and of course, we've got people in the pulpit today who revere Luther but would have hated Luther because Luther would have sounded oh, yeah. more like Doug Wilson than like John Piper. Yeah. I like John Piper. <laughs> yeah. I, I like John I, Piper. I, but he would have sounded more like Doug Wilson than John Piper. That's, that's and, the fact. I, two, two people I respected admire and and like uh, a, a lot but one one let's just say very intimately close to me uh theologically and religiously um and one atheist <laughs> were arguing about james coates right after he got arrested and the one very close to me theologically 
um, uh, said that that he felt that if James Coates um, were to have been a little more nuanced, that it would have made it easier for all of us. Um, and if only James uh, been more nuanced. And, 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 and actually, he said, "I think I think without guys like James Coates, it would be it would be a lot easier for." Um, it would be a lot easier for all of us Christians um, to to push back against the restrictions and 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 not not accept them, but but not uh, uh, but not be not be as imp- and the point he was making was that uh, well if he had if he'd given a nod to like masking and distancing and stuff like that, then it would have made it easier on all of us. And and but the atheist gave a, an amazing reply. Which he goes incense. Yeah, exactly. He goes, he goes. Without guys like James Coates, you'd be, you'd be hearing a Latin mass right now. Like, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, like you're a Protestant, my man. Like without guys like James Coates, you don't exist. Like, you know? Absolutely. And he and and, oh, and the yeah. atheist had it right. Like, <laughs> and we we gotta we 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 gotta bring this to an end. This is only a bonus episode. So we yeah, good grief. <laughs> I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you the last word because it was your topic, but I want to say something real quick. Um, I mean, I've had the last four thousand words, but fine. Okay, well, okay, well, uh, <laughs> I'll say this on the point of our naivete. My application point is we need to be better about taking every thought captive. We need to be yes. people who do not just accept and whether that's a libertarian thinker or a socialist thinker, we, or, or whether it's the New York times or, or Bubba sit, sitting next to you at the NASCAR. Like the, the point is not the marginalized versus the powerful. The point is take the thought captive, dismantle the argument. See if it's a good one, tear it down to its foundations. See if it can see if it's some, uh, if it's gold to be plundered from the Egyptians, or if you are going to be compromising to the Egyptians by taking it. <clears throat> Secondly, to the point of. Uh, by the way, let's like let's remember what happened with that plundered gold from the Egyptians. Yes, got turned into a temple. That's right. Uh, <laughs> got made into a golden calf and worship. Right. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, but then let's say the other thing. Uh, to the sissified Jesus, the whoop, mm-hmm. wussy Jesus thing. If we were more careful, toda scriptura systematicians, this would be this would be an easier discussion to have. We by by bring by balance the kindness of Jesus and the t- tough and tender Jesus by balance those two. We don't mean arbitrarily apply both somewhat equally. Like there's a sense in which we can misapply that, that good advice. The best advice is to figure out when was Jesus tender and why, who with, Correct. what was going on? What's the context? What is he talking about? Who is he talking to? And who is he tough on? Who is he? Who does he swing the sword of his mouth against and systematize mm-hmm. that and apply that because then, then we because I am not for balance. 
I am not for moderation. I am not for third way, halfway between two views. I am for the truth. I am for principled stance on the truth. And if, if we are in an age where we need more tough than tender because we've applied Jesus's, we, we've analyzed his discussions, we've analyzed his tough, we've analyzed his tender, and we've decided this is a time for tough more than tender, and we're doing so on the truth and on the principle and on the example of Jesus, then it doesn't. we should not moderate that. We should be as tough as we need to be. And if it is a time for tenderness, we should not modify that with a toughness. We need to be all out tender. It's not like I'm a person walks into my room and I need to moderate between tender and tough because Jesus was. And so I need to be tough on this person who's being left by their husband, who's being abused by their spouse, who's being uh, robbed blind by their children, uh, who, you know, whatever is going on. I don't have to be tough to them because Jesus was both tough and tender. In that moment, we know what I need to be is tender with that person. No moderation. A breed he will not break. And when I'm talking to a person who is impenitent about a very serious, the person who is impenitent about the fact that they are, let's flip it, beating their wife, cheating mm -hmm. on their spouse, robbing their mother blind. I do not need to temper my toughness. I need to go in and say, you are sinning against the God of the universe. You will be, you will be judged for these actions. Repent while there's still time. I do not need to be tender with that person. I don't need to moderate my toughness. In that situation, we know this is true. So this is the answer. The answer is be better Toda Scriptura systematicians than apply the insights to our day and be immoderate in the direction of standing on the principle of God's word. And I'm just going to make one little comment, one little side comment, and then I'm going to hand it over, let you finish it, and then I'll, I'll do my end bit. I find it remarkable that this nuanced, wise generation have decided that it is loving your neighbor to encourage them or to not discourage them from continuing in their sin. Mm. While it is not loving your neighbor to fight to preserve the system that gives them the greatest amount of liberty prosperity and human flourishing of all of history. That's not loving your neighbor. We need to celebrate the downfall of Christendom. We need to celebrate the downfall of the Bible belt and we need to love our neighbor by patting them on the back and saying, you know what? You go by Zezer. I can call you Zezer. But that's loving your neighbor is encouraging them to continue in their sin and not fighting for their peace and prosperity. We have gone very, very wrong. Last words, Jeff. Well, one of the, one of the ways I think our generation has gone very wrong is um, by being so eager to reject and denounce the Christianity of our forebears um, and particularly our fathers. Um, and 
I'm, I am so overabundantly grateful for a father who, who would correct me when I was getting out over my skis and, and being too mean and too tough, but who just as often said, I think you missed out on that one. Like, I think you had an opportunity to share the gospel there and you missed it. I think, <laughs> I think you had a, a, an opportunity um, to, to confront um, a, 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 a pagan assumption there and you missed it. Um, I noticed you prayed with your Jewish friend um, and you didn't pray in the name of Jesus because, because he, he might've been offended. And, and I think you should be more concerned about Jesus being offended <laughs> um, than, than your, your Jewish friend. Um, I, am, I am so thankful that I had those corrections that I had um, uh, just pretty normal, unremarkable Arkansas Baptist parents who, <laughs> who, um, who had the expectations that I would follow in the wisdom of the full counsel of God. Um, and, um, and didn't settle for the partial counsel <laughs> uh, of God. And, um, um, and yes, by doing that, they set me up to uh, come to some theological disagreements with them that uh, <laughs> that that I that I I strongly hold in 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 opposition to my uh, in opposition to my parents. But based on the principles that they in fact taught me, and and um, and I think I think um, so much is. Uh, so much of this, so we talked about uh, the Ninth Commandment, bearing false witness. I think so much of this is rooted in hatred of the Fifth Commandment of honoring your father and your mother. And it's so easy to, whether it's true or not, because my father and mother's generation um, was the battle for the Bible, which, by the way, was good, actually. Um, and my father and mother's generation was the battle for the Bible in the Southern Baptist Convention. Uh, my father and mother's generation um, uh, is uh, uh, John MacArthur. Again, good, actually. Um, my, uh, uh, my father and mother's generation was Jerry Falwell. Um, again, in some limited ways, good, actually. Um, um, but... Um, uh, and and so so it had all it had all that but my father and mother's generation was also bill hybels and and and, and all this church growth crap and, and 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 so so it's so but it's so easy to paint um our parents generation with that tough brush 
and and then in rejecting and failing to honor our father and mother and in 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 trying to um uh and uh, trying to to um uh rob our parents of the great blessing that all of us parents hope for um to have children with a boring testimony um, <laughs> and trying to judge up our testimony and make it a little more interesting so that we have to have been through spiritual abuse or we have to have come to a radical spiritual transformation or we have to have come to a um a uh, radical theological uh, 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 theological conversion, which, by the way, like at the time I thought, I at the time I thought accepting the doctrines of grace was, and I now recognize, not really. My parents actually kind of set me up. My parents actually kind of sit, even though they don't accept them themselves. Yeah. My parents actually kind of set me up for that. Um, and and so um, and so we we're we're so eager to rob our parents of the blessing. That that we now as parents we we now we now hope to have the great blessing of having children with a boring testimony, um, and, and and but so many people in our generation are so obsessed with dishonoring father and mother, robbing them of that blessing, um, and um, and trying to trying to to find ways um, uh, to uh, cast off the bonds of the previous uh, previous generation, and I think that's a lot of what this obsession is about: is that that we've we've created this caricature of uh, '80s Christianity as if as if as if it was just um, nothing nothing but John MacArthur going on Larry King and 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 actually getting the gospel right. Um, whereas, no, there was a lot of the other thing too. <laughs> um, and, uh, um, and so, uh, and, and so I think, I think that's a big part of it too. So, so, so again, I'm, I'm going to say like, um, we, we say this a lot. Um, that a lot of, especially a lot of the people who listen to this are reformed and libertarian, which means that you have a certain thirst for weirdness. And, and so, um, and so you, um, you push that. And so, so this is how it applies. This is how this instruction applies, regardless of, of whether the, the main topic here applies to you and whether you have that temptation to pansify Jesus um, or uh, um, or not is um, that we have to be guided by what the text actually says and who Jesus actually is and and not by how weird how much on an island can I put myself how weird can I be how how um eccentric <laughs> um of positions can i adopt um is that i i i like i like the the point that you made that we've we've got to learn to characterize our our positions 
by seriousness or or what I'm going to what I'm going to say goes hand in hand with wisdom and joy. Um and that uh and and not um and not just how contentious and weird and out on an island can I be, but <laughs> um uh but uh um but but how can I bring the full counsel of God to bear in a in a in a wise and joyful um way that that multiplies the fruit of the ministry of the spirit in my life. So that's that's I guess the the closest I'm going to get to wrapping it up because if I um if I let myself keep talking we'll uh, we'll keep talking. Um we'll keep we'll keep going. So and as I said I'm exhausted. <laughs> yes. So I need to get uh but I'm so we're going to call this one and uh it's been a good one. <coughs> probably be divided over multiple weeks, but, uh, but good it's looking like it. Yes. <laughs> um, buy me a coffee.com slash flyover. If you want to join us on the, on the stream, or if you want to watch these streams as they come out for the first time, or if you just want to support us and join our discord server, which is amazing. You're going to love it in there. Um, uh, if you have any questions, you can either force us to talk about it by spending $5 at buymeacoffee.com slash flyover and make us dedicate a significant amount of my episode to it. Or you can send us, uh, or you can uh, leave a comment under our video or send us an email at anarchistbiblesite at gmail.com. Unless, of course, you are trying to spam us, in which case the email you want to uh, send it to is uh, bill.hybels at um willow creek dot church i think he would have a dot church address that makes sense yeah that sounds right i i'm, I'm a, i think uh, you might have nailed it uh but <laughs> uh, but yeah go, like leave a comment we like hearing from you guys especially if you've got some especially if you guys got like uh are appreciating this if you're if you're uh if you're appreciating what we're doing or you're learning things we love to hear that we love to hear you say that this is you're getting something out of this and of course, um, we want we we think that uh, we're we're proud of what we do here. We're, we're we're pretty happy with what we do. And so, if you wouldn't mind sending this episode on to uh, to any of your friends, or send the whole if you've got a friend who you've been trying to explain what's wrong with modern evangelicalism to, and you just haven't found the words, and you you want to just take our modern downgrade uh, playlist and go find it on YouTube, uh, and you just send that to them. We would appreciate that. We would appreciate the spreading of, of our ideas. Why use few think. words when many, 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 many words would do? Yes. Why use few words when many do? Um, <laughs> uh, and of course, most importantly, we want you to go buy Curse of the Direct King by Paul Thompson. <laughs> I was wondering where that, that was going. <laughs> grab that book. Curse of the Rat King, Drosselmeyer, the first book of the Nutcracker trilogy. And uh, if you get reading on it, you can just quickly read through the first seven chapters and you can get caught up with me. If you read chapter eight, you'll be like, be able to keep up with me and be like, oh, this is what he thinks of it. I had a different impression. Um, 
But uh, but uh, but seriously, in all honesty, please join us again next week uh, as we do what we do, which is taking anarchy to church. Grace and peace. Grace and peace.